It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 391 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Hell Freezes Over. It is December 23rd, 2022, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start off with, we used to do on Soulstone um, the uh, weekend gaming kind of thing, and I've actually been putting up some videos on my Book of Jen YouTube. If you want to see them, there'll be more coming later because I've got a backlog I never got to that I'm trying to post out. And so there's two for Diablo Immortal and one for Diablo 3, which I started the season incredibly late. And I don't really expect to get too far in that before the season ends. I don't know when the season ends for this one. And it's just a couple of things I've been doing. The one that's probably the most interesting is one called Diablo Immortal Rifts and Dungeons. And I went through the um, Ibenfald area with all of the stuff in there that's kind of interesting and unexpected. I didn't expect to see all of that under, you know, in that section of content. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But that's what I've got. There'll be more because, you know, I've got a few days off and I've finished all my workload. So there we are. Got a lot of stuff here uh, this uh, this episode. I decided to call it Hell Freezes Over because at this point in time, the majority of the United States is under a horrible frozen weather situation. And I'm in California, so... Where I'm at is okay. Sorry, you know, but um, yeah. So stay safe, y'all. Don't, you know, go if you got to go outside. You know, Sean and I grew up in the Midwest. You got to bundle up, or you're going to get frostbite. So just be real careful out there, okay? The first thing I want to talk about is a thread from the National Labor Relations Board, and they are the ones that organize labor unions. They wrote this on Twitter. After nine long years, our national nightmare is over. A $25 million budget increase for the National Labor Relations Board has been included in the omnibus bill. If passed by both chambers, the funding Armageddon we warned of has been avoided for at least this year. And there is a screenshot of part of this, and um, it's saying... And it'll be it's it's a screenshot. I'll, I'll put everything I talk about into the show notes, but not maybe the videos. Those are already in the show notes where you can find them. The National Labor Relations Board continues to be clear. We were hoping for more funds, as we have documented. The NLRB has been left dramatically understaffed after nearly a decade of flat funding, and this is not enough to replenish the agency. But breaking the streak is a tremendous accomplishment for board advocates continues with we will continue fighting for a fair budget for the NLRB and to obtain the resources necessary to carry out the agency's mission for today we are relieved that congress has finally noticed our struggle and assuming passage this week given us a foothold for future generations this was posted on december 20 i have no idea if this has gone through but it sounds promising 
Kotaku has an article titled, Congress wants to know what the biggest game companies are doing to, quote, combat extremism, end quote. A letter is being sent to companies like EA, Activision Blizzard, and Riot. Here's a little bit from the article. A group of seven lawmakers are sending a letter to the world's biggest video game companies tomorrow. This article was written on December 15th, asking each of them what steps they're taking to combat, quote, harassment and extremism, end quote, in online video games. As Axios reports, the seven Democratic representatives, including Lori Trahan, Massachusetts, Katie Porter, California, Senators uh, Ron Wyden of Oregon, have all signed a letter which is looking to, quote, better understand the processes you have in place to handle player reports of harassment and extremism encounters in your online games, comma, and ask for consideration of safety measures pertaining to anti-harassment and anti-extremism. Unsurprisingly, the list includes companies like Activision Blizzard, uh, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Microsoft, Xbox, Sony, PlayStation, Roblox Take-Two Interactive, Grand Theft Auto, NBA 2K, Riot Games, League of Legends, Valorant, Epic, Fortnite, and Electronic Arts, Battlefield, FIFA, and Madden. Those are all massive international companies, most of them with thousands of employees spread out all over the world and responsible for some of the planet's most popular and enduring online games. To want to grill them when so many of them are based in the U.S. or at least most popular in the U.S. is a pretty obvious move. Hilariously, though, whoever put the list together of which companies to target has clearly just gone down a list of most popular games, not biggest companies, because among those titans of industry are Inner Sloth, the, the, de- the developers of Among Us. <laughs> I don't think there's that much toxicity in that one, you know? Yeah, Inner Sloth's website says the studio currently has 20 employees. <laughs> Not really sure what they're going to tell Congress with that. <laughs> I mean, okay. Some of this is about someone who used to work for Activision Blizzard. His name is Daniel Allegre. He was president and chief operating officer. Uh, He has, uh, there's a blurb about him here from the Activision Blizzard website. I'll read you a little bit of that. Daniel Allegre has served as our chief operating officer since April 2020. As COO, Daniel works closely with the leadership team to grow Activision Blizzard's reach, engagement, and performance to improve collaboration and execution among all parts of the organization. He also ensures that the company is focused on inspired creativity, product excellence, unwavering commitment to players, and being the very best place for excellent people to want to work. And it says he joined from Google. He's worked there more than 16 years, I guess, at Google. Was president of global retail and shopping with a bunch of initiatives. Was president of the company's global and strategic partnerships organization in Google and all this other stuff. He's got a BA degree with honors from Princeton University, from the Woodrow Wilson School of Public and International International Affairs, as well as dual MBA and JD degrees from Harvard Business School and Harvard Law School. He's fluent in English, Spanish, French, and German, and proficient in Russian. So that's who this guy is. GameDeveloper.com, or Game Developer, has an article about him that was written on December 19th, or posted on December 19th. It's titled, Activision Blizzard President... Joining Board Ape Company to Build Metaverse. It's written by Chris Kerr. 
a news editor for Game Developer. The blurb says, Yuga Labs, the Web3 company best known for launching the Bored Ape Yacht Club collection of NFTs, has named Daniel Allegre as its new CEO. Here's a little bit. Activision Blizzard president and COO Daniel Allegre is departing the publisher to join NFT company Yuga Labs. The news was buried in an SEC filing where the Call of Duty publisher explained Allegre, quote, plans to leave for another opportunity upon completion of the current term of his employment agreement, which expires March 31st, 2023. As detailed in a separate press release, Allegre will then join Yuga Labs as CEO. Yuga Labs said Allegre's appointment will help it realize its, quote, ambitious vision for blockchain gaming, comma, metaverse development, comma, and community building. The Web3 company is best known for launching the Bored Ape Yacht Club collection of NFTs in 2021 and earlier this year raised $450 million in seed funding and a valuation of $4 billion. In a press release that's heavy on spiel and light on details, the company said it's now working on creating a quote, gamified metaverse inspired by MMORPGs called Other Side which was revealed in March of 2022 and will be powered by Yuga's own cryptocurrency, ApeCoin. That's probably all you need to know about that. Me personally, I hate NFTs and all of that because I think they're kind of scammy and it does play a big toll on the environment in a lot of places. I can't, there was, I can't remember which state it was, but there was a state that had all these like abandoned industrial complexes and some Maybe not Yuga Labs specifically, but some crypto miners decided that was the place to go. And finally, the governor of whatever that state was, I can't remember, it was not California, um, kind of made a law that says you can't do that. You know, it's just I, for me, it feels icky. If this is your thing, fine. But OK, you know, uh, there's a market watch post here uh, from Dow Jones Newswires that's titled Activision Blizzard's Departing COO to Lead Startup Behind Board Ape NFTs. There's not a whole lot here in that one that isn't in the other ones. Um, it does mention that Yuga Labs is the home of NFT collections that include Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks. So there's that. Uh, says a little bit about Activision Blizzard and Microsoft, and that's about all there. Reuters, Reuters of all things, wrote about this. Board, quote, Board Ape, and quote, NFT startup names Activision operating chief as COO. There's a picture of a bunch of these NFTs on somebody's laptop or computer or something like that. There's not a whole lot in this one either. There is a piece in here, a little bit in this short article from Reuters. Yuga's announcement comes days after the Biden administration sued to block tech giant Microsoft's uh, $69 billion takeover of Activision. Allegre notified Activision last week he plans to leave for another opportunity after his current term, which ends March 31st next year, the Diablo maker said in filing uh, filing on Friday. Um, there's a quote from him. There's a description of what an NFT is. <laughs> okay. They kind of tried, you know. Blizzard posted an end-of-the-year Blizzard update from Mike Ybarra, Blizzard Entertainment, and he wrote this. 
Hey everyone, it's been about a year since my last post and with 2022 coming to an end, I felt it was a good time for an update. 2022 has been a great year for Blizzard, made possible by the hard work, creativity, and passion of everyone who works here and the support, feedback, and joy from the players. Putting people first, employees and players, is how we're building the foundation of the next era of Blizzard. A lot of this work has been internal, but I hope you can see the results of it in our games. The joy and love for Azeroth in World of Warcraft Dragonflight, the color and scale of seasonal updates in Overwatch 2, the care and respect in Wrath of the Lich King Classic and Diablo 2 Resurrected, the creativity and charm in Hearthstone, and the gameplay and rich story built into Diablo Immortal. We also got to show off the chaotic glee built into Warcraft Arclight Rumble, and finally the Diablo 4 team got to relish in the excitement with the recently announced June 6, 2023 launch date. About 12 billion hours of Blizzard games were played this year and as many as 50 million new players joined the Blizzard community. There is a number one after that. I wonder what that leads to. Battle.net accounts created and at least one Blizzard game played. So that's how they're counting those. Uh, and this would not have been possible if not for the passion from the people within Blizzard. We're hearing from them that there is a fundamental shift happening, and it's the thousands of people who work here who are steering this ship towards something greater than we've ever been, and we've only just begun. They've got a few things here that they've added in. Um, they welcomed Jessica Martinez as their VP of Culture, a brand new role at Blizzard. They announced Micaiah Brown as their DE&I lead. They have welcomed a new Chief People Officer this, this year, J.D. Rue. They've also made important changes to their teams. Blizzard co-founder Alan Adham, Chief Design Officer, champion, champion game championing game design as a as a discipline helping to ensure we keep blizzard gameplay at the forefront of the player experience holly longdale executive producer of world of warcraft after leading wow classic holly now oversees all of world of warcraft bringing her deep mmo experience to the fore jared noose executive producer for overwatch 2 taking a holistic approach toward building a great live service experience for this incredible universe paywin yao Executive producer for Diablo Immortal, leading the co-development partnership for our debut mobile-first title. April McKee, executive producer of BlizzCon. Yes, we're bringing BlizzCon back. More on that early next year. Mike Elliott, chief technology officer, a Blizzard veteran and engineering's leading voice, overseeing technical evaluations, recommendations, and execution. And Dan Hay, general manager of Survival Game, leading the team, which is infusing this genre with Blizzard magic while crafting our first new IP since Overwatch. The team has doubled in size this year and we're looking to grow it even more in the new year. Now when this came out and the mention of we'll be bringing BlizzCon back, everybody went nuts. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be an in-person BlizzCon. This is great. And they probably will still have like the online one if you can't get there. I'm not really sure exactly what we're going to see then uh, apparently we're going to hear more on that next year which is like technically a month ish maybe less like a week or so maybe we don't know which part of the year we're going to hear that about but it's interesting um sean and i've been to quite a few blizzcons not all of them um and then for blizzcon line leviathan and i did some uh commentary about what was being talked about and shown to us related to the blizzard diablo games so that was fun but other than that, I mean, 2019, we didn't go because we did something else instead. 
I know there's a lot of people that love BlizzCon and want to go and meet all their friends and give them hugs and drink with them and all of that good stuff. And it's always exciting to be in the audience watching as things are announced. And they usually have some good bands and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. It can be expensive for some. I don't know yet what I'm going to do as far as that because I'm immune compromised and I've noticed an unfortunate trend here where people do go to conferences and don't wear masks and I don't think I'm strong enough to withstand that without getting sick. So I might not go, but we've got time to see, you know, maybe some of what they're going to talk about will mention things like everyone should wear a mask and that would make some of us feel a little safer or you know people who have kids that have immune compromised issues they would probably not want to bring home something that would harm their kids you know that kind of thing but it kind of seemed to me when this was rolled out this particular thing i just read you that people got hopeful again online they were all excited they wanted to see their friends they can't wait to see what's going to be uh announced um i know leviathan uh steven was talking uh, he tweeted about being very excited to be at blizzcon from the other side instead of coming in as you know just someone coming in that loves the games he works there now he has for a while so that's kind of exciting i'm sure he's gonna have a good time but we'll just see as far as me i don't i don't know yet what's gonna be the healthiest choice for me on that and i think there's probably other people out there that love the you know activision blizzard games that are going well maybe this isn't safe for me either so it'll be interesting to see first of all what their covid policy is going to be how strongly they're going to adhere to it and how many of us base our decision on what that is because there's a lot of there are a lot of people that have immune compromised you know conditions so it's like, it's exciting that they're doing this. I'm glad they're doing this. I don't know if I can participate, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Activision Blizzard also wrote a 2022 in review. We went big and you went with us. Our teams delivered tens of billions of hours of gameplay in a year for the ages. And it's got this very bombastic artwork with all these rainbow colors in the background and this kind of very giant like comic book-esque sort of uh, symbol behind characters from so many games in here and they wrote this what can we say about 2022 it was a year where we made history made major strides and made good on our promise to deliver epic entertainment always the call of duty franchise entered a new era with a record shattering launch world of warcraft took flight on the backs of dragons for a whole new perspective on azeroth overwatch dropped a pulse pounding sequel with instant iconic new instantly iconic new heroes candy crush found a way to sweeten its world with a quote divine 10th birthday celebration and diablo went mobile opening the gates of sanctuary to new players around the world although the year is coming to an end we can't shake the feeling that we're just getting started there is a video attached to this and everything i talk about is going to go in the show notes so you can find it easily uh, if you want to check that out it's i don't know how long it is but it's it's a youtube video 
Activision Blizzard is proving games are now a dominant driver of entertainment and our community of close to 400 million players across 190 countries is constantly shaping and moving culture. So no matter what your game is, where your quest takes you, and who makes up your squad, let's raise a collective toast to 2022 and all the people who made it a great one, especially you, our incredible community of gamers. There's a lot of very comic book-esque art in here, which I kind of dig. And then there's like a bunch of numbers about how well Call of Duty did, and there's a video for that, and there's Blizzard stuff. It's got uh, Overwatch 2, Diablo Immortal, and Warcraft in there. There's a video for that as well. So I guess you could either read it or watch the videos and probably get pretty much the same thing. As far as the Diablo stuff, there's a little blurb in here. It says, Diablo Immortal brought Sanctuary to millions, launching as the number one most downloaded game in the U.S. App Store, and then topping the game download charts in more than 100 countries and regions. Diablo 4 waited in the wings until the date of Lilith's return to Sanctuary was announced at the Game Awards. The battle between the high heavens and burning hells will rage again. There is a uh, tweet that they embedded and it says, are you kidding me, Halsey? Wow. And there's an, a little like flame emoji and it's a little short video from the Game Awards where she's dressed like Lilith. It's kind of interesting. And then they also wrote under here, and in case you missed it, Blizzard revealed they're working on a brand new IP, an unannounced survival game, introducing players to a whole new universe. And if you don't know, now you know. And then King has like a bunch of stuff in here. Like I used to play the Candy Crush Saga a long time ago because it was just something fun to do for a while. And I haven't gone back to it yet. I kind of forget about King sometimes, honestly. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that play it and um, you know, just want to like click on things and stuff like that. Then they're talking about eSports, the Call of Duty League, and the Overwatch League, um, and there's stuff in there about that you can dig into. And then they're talking about their people. So here's what they're talking about with their people. This year, going big meant getting bigger and, uh, and better at supporting all the dreamers and doers behind our games, including many new full-time colleagues around the world who joined us this year. So for this one... 90 days, it says, level up you, letter U, turned 100 professionals into game developers in 90 days, grew representation to 26%, women and non-binary worldwide. And the other box says, grew represent representation to 38% underrepresented ethnic groups in the U.S. And then there's stuff about um, Activision Blizzard's impact on on different things uh, having to do with veterans and stuff like that. And so that's pretty much that. And then there's some very interesting Christmas related art that the various Diablo accounts have been posting. One of them is from the Diablo account itself. It says roasting chestnuts. We're roasting mortals today. Drop a selfie and we'll roast you. And there's like this demon looking thing here. I'm not sure if it's might be Mephisto. I'm not sure. And so people have responded by posting a selfie, and one of them um, is Doomscream, who follows Shattered Soulstone, and just posted a picture of himself. And if you if you don't know what he looks like, he's a young guy, he's got long hair, and in the picture he's got like a little 
kind of a little beard going on. And the Diablo account said, Teen Thor will be back after these messages. And it just went on and on from here. Lord Fluffy posted a picture of himself, uh, some vacation looking beautiful place. And the Diablo account said, attempting to use the beach to distract from your vibes, a noble and failing gambit. (laughs) It just goes on from there. Someone posted a picture of a crow looking dead out of camera, like very close up crow face. And the Diablo account posted, nevermore will we see beauty such as this, which is kind of silly, you know? Um, somebody has a picture of their little fluffy puppy dog wearing a Christmas sweater and the Diablo account responded with canines are granted immunity from this roasting because they are perfect beings of chaos. (laughs) There's a girl in a red sweater and uh, got a gamer chair behind her. And the Diablo account said, Lilith needs no gaming chair. Reality is her game. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. You know? And so it's kind of funny and snarky. It's just like people had to opt in. They wanted to be yelled at by Diablo, apparently. And then uh, today, someone uh, created this amazing sort of a bail, Santa bail kind of art so you've got you know bale and you have like the santa claus beard that's got some blood on it and a hat and very devious looking face and he's got like you know red pants that have been shredded on on part of him and part of him is clearly bale and so the diablo immortal account wrote ha 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 h-a-w dash santa bale which is like okay that's kind of neat art this one is titled it's also it's from the diablo account and it says even in the burning hells we decorate for the holidays and it's like one of those gigantic skeletons with horns and there's some like garland around it and a lot of like christmas ornaments in red and gold and green (laughs) just some weird stuff there you know (laughs) so that's pretty much all i've got for now and that that's really it at the end of the year it's hard to find content honestly because people are going on vacation and there's not usually brand new announcements right before the new year kind of stuff so i hope all of you are having uh, a good time whether you celebrate the holidays or don't and um, we'll see you in the next episode and with that i'm going to close the show You have been listening to episode 391 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.